What is up, everybody? I have a great guest today, JJ Leahy, if I'm saying that correctly. But before we talk with uh, Mr. JJ and talk all the things good Green Bay Packers stuff, big shout out to Quick Trip. All right, sponsoring the show. They're giving away another car yet again. They just give away vehicles like people who give away vehicles. I don't know. They're just giving away vehicles over there. Uh, be sure to use your Quick Trip Rewards app and uh, you will be in to get some. And also check out quicktripmerch.com because uh, I, I actually love Quick Trip merch. People call me out on it because I wear Quick Trip merch too much. But anyways, let's talk to JJ. What is up, man? First of all, nice to meet you. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I've been uh, pestering you for a while, actually, to get me on here because we chat on Twitter pretty frequently. I love uh, love your videos. Um, love the way that you incessantly trash talk the bears never ends and uh, just a huge fan. So this is a kind of a dream, dream come true for me as far as podcasting. Yeah, I, I, I follow you on Twitter, obviously. And like you say, we we've talked to I, I actually like it because like you just you seem to be like you stand up to like the people like people. <laughs> you, you, I don't like like I'll talk trash about the bears and the Vikings. I go at it with the yeah. fans a little bit, but it's all whatever. But like when, when stuff gets serious, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't I don't have this idea. <laughs> <laughs> you go to war. We don't gotta talk about all the wars you went through. But uh so let's ask because you you were with uh Packers Talk and 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 what and else Packernet. what do you do? Packernet. So yeah, the, so the, the Packernet podcast, that's our uh Ryan Schlipp, Pack Daddy, uh, one and only Mr. Mr. Pack Daddy. Yeah, he's yeah. one of, actually I think he's one of the better podcasters in the world besides me. But uh Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. I have no kind of arrogance like that. (laughs) He's a hustle. I don't know how he puts out so much content. So that's what you do. You're with those. Do you do two different podcasts? Just tell me what you do. I'll shut up. Yeah, I do two different podcasts. Um, So the Packernet Podcast Network, kind of of a new venture we have going over at Packernet.com. I like to think it was my idea, um, but, you know, Pack Daddy is the one who makes the magic happen. Uh, I hit him up a couple years ago. Well, really right when, right when COVID started, um, cause with being at home all the time, uh, I was just losing my mind and I told him, I'm like, Hey, I, I want to get involved with, with what you're doing. Uh, I think that this is one of the best podcasts out there. I think you're going up, you know, going places and I want to come along for the ride. Um, ended up where, he offered the opportunity for me to do a little uh, like breaking news podcast report. Um, I did that for, uh, I don't know, about a year. Uh, just a little 10 minute long uh, daily podcast. It was a blast. Uh, ended up retiring that in favor of doing no huddle radio over on uh, Packers with the infamous Gil Martin. And then uh, uh, pack daddy and I were talking and, uh, he was wanting to get some more content going, and I was kind of wanting um, more uh, platform to talk about the Packers. So I started a second podcast that is on the Packers Podcast Network called Cheese and Packers. So I do two episodes a week, one Cheese and Packers, one No Huddle. And I have a blast um, just uh, really go through like on a, on a topical deep dive of, of different stuff every week. Um, it just uh, It's a lot of fun, and it's good for my marriage because... The more Packers talking I can get out on a podcast, the less my wife has to listen to. And <laughs> so that makes her happy and makes her uh, want to hang out with me a little bit more. So uh, it's been it's been good. 
Yeah, I, I, dude, I, I totally understand what you're saying about your wife because, like, my wife, sometimes I'll be down there, like, talking to her about stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. can't you just, like, do a podcast or something? Like, <laughs> there's people who care about this. I am not one of those people. <laughs> so she, she's great. She's super patient. But uh, I, I, I know that deep down she appreciates that uh, I can get a lot of this out of my system. Uh, in front of a microphone instead of making her be my captive audience so that yeah. then we can go talk about stuff that is of general interest to both of us. <laughs> She's good for a little bit of, for a little bit of, of football. And and she uh, she calls herself a Chiefs fan. She uh, she likes Patrick Holmes a lot. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong. No, like my wife's a big Packer fan, but like she'll be like doing the dishes or like cooking or doing whatever. And I'll mm-hmm. be like and I'll just be like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Aaron Jones or whatever. <laughs> Whatever's going on, and she'd be like, I don't care. Our long suffering wives, all of us Packers <laughs> podcasters. And, you know, I'll be excited about it. Or like even like a podcasting that happened, like oh, I got this player, oh, I got yeah. this guy. I'll be like, Oh, I got this player, and then she's like, Oh, oh yeah. No, she, she's you know, pretty usually pretty like supportive of the podcast, you know what I'm doing, but yeah, she don't want to hear about everything, <laughs> every thought that comes into my head. But uh, uh it's it's good to have that outlet. Oh yeah, it it is. So, how did you become a Packer fan? Where like where you're from? All the things like how did how how did you get swept up in the Packer world? Okay, so first of all, I was kind of born into it because my great grandma uh, grew up in Green Bay, uh, diehard Packers fan. Um, She would babysit for uh, players during games. Um, she tells me that, uh, they had Vince Lombardi over for dinner one time. Uh, they lived, uh, just down the street from, uh, 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 tiny Crawford. Uh, so she like, for me, from a really young age, she just indoctrinated me. Um, what happened was she would give me Packers swag for every birthday and Christmas, like from a, from a relatively young age when I didn't have any clue what the heck I was wearing. I was just like, Oh, cool. It's a green shirt. I love it. So I'm wearing this stuff around, you know, little uh, eight year old kid. And uh, so people go, oh, you're a Packer fan. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. Um, You know, without watching any games at all, watching zero (laughs) games, I'd I'd watch the Super Bowl. And that was about it. And um, and then uh, just the 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 older I got, finally get into fantasy football. And I'm like, you know, I really should start watching my team as well, because I always say that I root for them. And I'm always reading about what they're doing, but I never really watch any games. I know it's a weird way to get into football, but yeah. that's just that's just kind of me, you know, just doing everything uh, backwards from the wrong direction. So uh, really uh, about the time that uh, I guess 2018 was the first year that I was like really hyper focused on what the Packers were doing, like kind of the entire year. 2018 focus 2018 like you know i i knew what was going on before that but 2018 was when it turned from like oh yeah i'm a fan to like oh i will sit here and i will talk your ear off for two hours (laughs) if you let me so then um really but then when when uh covid happened and i'm uh i'm just kind of you know i'm sitting at home all the time uh working from home and then and then ultimately the company i was working for went under because of covid um, and I, I just, I needed something to do to kind of, you know, keep me on a regular schedule so that, you know, I didn't get swept up in, in this fog of, of the lockdown and all that. So I told myself, Hey, if I, if I were to record a podcast every morning, 
that would really uh, probably kickstart my daily routine and, uh, you know, keep me focused the rest of the day. And it really did. And, and I haven't stopped since. That is wild that you, you know, you, you kind of became a Packer fan kind of late in life or like as mm-hmm. far as diehard or like really into it. Obsessive. So, Obsessive so, is the word I use. <laughs> so you were like, uh, you were doing fantasy football. You're doing all the, you know, watching the games and doing the things, yeah. but you just weren't all in on the Packers. You like didn't have a, uh, I mean, you had a team, but you didn't have a, a team that you were like, you know, obsessed well, I, about. I mean, I, yeah, I only had just the one team that I cared about at all, but I just, I never would catch any of the games. Um, yeah. You know, I, uh, to be honest, I, I didn't even have TV. I just, I just didn't care about sitting at home and watching a game. I was off doing stuff and living uh, life. Huh? <laughs> probably, probably had a little bit better, you know, healthy social life before I, yeah. started, you know, <laughs> taking up all my Sundays with football. But, yeah. uh, but it's, it's been good. Um, and then, um, so another thing for me is that I used to be like really hyper focused on politics and, but it would like kind of stress me out and bum me out as well. And so I realized that by replacing that part of my brain that I was focusing on politics by turning that toward football instead, you know, it, it was still scratching that itch that I had to, you know, be getting into all the numbers and, and really keeping track of a lot of the different moving parts and, and, uh, you know, strategizing in my brain, that kind of stuff. It was scratching the same intellectual itch for me without, you know, the, this more serious stakes of politics yeah. without, you know, and if somebody gets their feelings hurt over sports, like who cares? Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's not it the same, not the same as with <laughs> politics. So no, um, it, it, I think it's more uh happy anger. Or, uh, I think, I think I don't so know about too. happy anger, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a little bit more friendly, but uh, so, all right. So like, what's your thing? You, you're a, you're a film guy, right? Uh, man, I think, I think a real film person would be offended at lumping me in with them. I, I just, um, I get hyper obsessive with researching different projects when it comes to football. So, you know, I, I really enjoy the stats and the math and then, Hey, I have this question about this guy. So I am going to grind some film on this one concept on this play or whatever. Uh, I, I, I do get, get pretty hyper-focused on just one thing at a time. Um, my, my, my thing is if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go find it. I'm going to talk to everybody I can. I'm going to look everywhere I can in terms of, you know, researching and asking people and, and, uh, talking to coaches and stuff. My thing is I'm, I'm just usually not content with going, eh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're the opposite there. <laughs> Dude, yeah. No, so much because like my, my wife does that. Like we'll be watching a TV show. You ever watch like a TV show or a movie and like there's a character comes on you're like that he was on something. That guy was oh. on something. <laughs> My wife will pick up her phone and she's on the case. That's like, me. Sometimes That's a me. few minutes later I'll be watching because I just forgot about that thought. I'm still watching. She's like, oh, he was on that show. We watch whatever, whatever. And it's like. Okay, I forgot we about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me and my wife too. It, all these, you know, we'll, we'll be watching a movie, and you know, uh, she'll be looking at the guy. She'll be like, I, "I think I know who this is." I'm like, "Yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds. He's in like everything." Um, <laughs> you know, but but then for me, like I'm I'm looking at like the background characters. I'm like, "Oh, I know I've seen this guy in some movie. What what was it?" You know, and then and and I don't like to look it up. I'd rather just sit there and try and remember it. Yeah, just try and to. And eight minutes movie. later, it's finally going to jump. You know, come to my mind. I'm I'll. But but if I can't think of it, then like you know, I, I'm laying in bed at night thinking about it. <laughs> it's bugging me. 
Yeah, I, I don't look it up, but I'm, I'm that dude that will like, who was this? You know, in my head, I'll think it, who is this guy? And then I'll just forget about it. And like 13 minutes later, it'll pop in my head and I'll just yell out the name. <laughs> my wife's like, what are we talking about? What's happening? <laughs> but anyway. Hey, at least you don't do that when you're watching a game. Like, man, who is this? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. I know that quarterback. Yeah, like I think I've seen him before. I think he's a, he has a belt of some sort. He's selling belts on the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, so let's talk about some current Green Bay Packers stuff. Uh, we're like Thank twelve you. minutes into this thing, people are like, "All right, about time." They were skipping ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Enough so, about JJ. I know, right? No, we gotta learn about you know we gotta learn about the people. We gotta learn about JJ. How did JJ start? How did JJ get to where he's at? I, I you know I I've, I've always thought about that, like being like a Larry King type yeah. of interviewer how, or like Barbara Walters. Someone... See if I can get you to cry. Like how, dig deep in the childhood a little bit. <laughs> Let's get into the nitty gritty. How does someone become a loud mouth on Twitter? Tell us, JJ. <laughs> I know, right? How do you get hated by half the fan base and loved beyond you know most on like the other half? So like you know, it is. I, a weird I, thing. I will say, not many people are apathetic about me. You you kind of either really like me or you really hate me. There's not a lot of not a lot of people in the middle who just uh, know of me and and. Don't have an opinion. Yeah. Right. Right. I I, 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 I tweeted out that I was having on a podcast. Some people said they loved you. Other people unfollowed me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. I I could have told you that was going to (laughs) happen. That'll happen every now and again. You know what I mean? Uh, All right. So uh, what do you think? The NFL draft, you know, Packers made Mm -hmm. their draft. Day one, Packers Twitter lost their mind a little bit. I wouldn't say lost their mind. I thought they behaved better than I expected if. Like if I'd have yeah. thought about that happening, but they still lost their mind a little bit because Packers Twitter, and, and not even just Packers Twitter, like Packers. I'm a, I'm a you know, big Facebooker. Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm big on Facebook. Like I'm on Facebook every day talking Packers with people. Uh, they 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 always lose their mind though. People on Facebook, like the Packers could win. A, I mean, I love people on Facebook. First of all, anyone watch for Facebook? I love people on Facebook, but like Packers could win a Super Bowl and like, yeah, but they barely oh. ran the ball or like, there'd be people like bet they don't do it again. Right. <laughs> oh, two. Aaron Rodgers only has two. <laughs> About time. What were you doing these last five years? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Should have had more. Like, I guarantee you right. that, that would happen. But yeah. uh, so the Packers made a draft. They got, you know, I, I, I liked it. I, I was happy with yeah. it, but I'm. Very yep. uneducated, like as far as college dudes go. So, like, I, I listen to people like you and like all the other people on Twitter who. Well, like, there's your first actually, mistake. I know. So, <laughs> I just try to get like an educated guess going because I okay. uh, through all everyone, like, all right, if it, these are like top, you know, five, six, seven people who I think are pretty smart, you know, they're not, they're not idiots and they seem to like this dude. We had a six or like, I'm like, yeah, 50 shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but uh, what, what are your thoughts on the draft? Okay. So, so I, I really like it. Um, Quay Walker was not high on my board, but let me just preface by saying I don't put much work into scouting linebackers because I'm not real good at scouting linebackers. And I don't think hardly anybody is. I don't think NFL teams are that good at scouting linebackers because the linebackers that they take early never end up panning out hardly. And it's usually guys in like the second, third round who end up becoming studs. And um, I I just think that it's it's such a hard position to evaluate because you never know. And I think this applies to inside linebacker more than 
more than most positions on a football team, you never know what their assignment actually was. Um, you know, you, you can try and infer based on what they did and what the guys around them did, what they were supposed to do, but you just don't really know. And I, I think that everybody has a hard time uh, evaluating what that you did in college that was flashy and cool is going to translate to the NFL um, and make you a good player. So, um, so Quay was definitely a surprise to me. I think I actually had him like just barely outside of my top 100 players, but you know, again, I didn't have a lot of linebackers in my top 100 players and I didn't spend a lot of time on linebackers. So, um, I, I think he's, he's a guy that the more I have watched him and, and learned about him since we drafted him, I'm starting to get really excited. Um, especially looking at what Joe Barry wants to do with his defense what they were trying to do last year. And we were really concerned, I think, leading up to the draft about well, what are they going to do about their third safety spot? Because they played a lot of three safety looks last year. And I think that was the wrong question. I think I think what we weren't thinking about is that they didn't want to be playing three safeties so much. They wanted to be playing more with two and three linebackers out there. You know, and they October 4th, I think they signed Jalen Smith last year. You know, and they were really hoping that he could come in and, and be that guy opposite Devondre that would, um, you know, give them the flexibility to run the defense they really wanted. I think Quay is going to be probably a pretty big impact right away. Um, excited to see what he and Devondre are going to do together. Uh, every scouting report you read about Quay tends to always compare him to Devondre Campbell. You know that he's like a Devondre clone. Yeah. And uh, you know Sam Holman, the great Sam Holman on Twitter. Yeah, that name rings a bell. I I don't know exactly though. He's he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. Um, and <laughs> let's uh, get him on <laughs> before. Absolutely, heck yeah, get him on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before the draft, he was talking about like you know what could take this defense to the next level. And actually, uh, the context was he was he was being asked like, okay, if you're prioritizing between bringing back Rasul Douglas or Devondre Campbell, which one is more important. He's like, not only is Devondre easily the more important guy just for this defense, but you really need to go out and get, go out and get a second Devondre. Well, now they have a second Devondre. I think it's going to be really cool watching um, what they can do out there. And one of the things I like about it is that college defenses have been evolving a little bit over the last couple of years to where you're seeing uh, like uh, some more dominant interior uh, defensive line guys, you know, with uh, dominant tackles and inside linebackers. And Georgia is a fantastic example of that, as opposed to this traditional, like let's load up on the uh, edge rushers and corners and shut down defense that way. Kind of this new look college uh, dominant defense that Georgia exemplifies so well really does lean on those D tackles and inside linebackers. And we got one of each from Georgia. So I'm, I'm pretty geeked about that. And Devante, by the way, he was like one of the top guys that I really wanted them to take at 22. And when we took Quay, one of the things that kind of bummed me out about it at the time was I'm like, Oh man, but Devante is sitting right there. We could have got him. And then we did six picks later. So I was a happy camper. Absolutely. On day one. That, that, that is a, so what position? Cause the, I think that's interesting that that you said that like about uh, a lot of guys are day two like studs at, at linebacker. So yeah. what position do you think is like that is like rarely is number one round pick? Like it, it, is it linebacker? Like I never really thought about it like that, but like 
Yeah, because you don't hear about a lot of linebackers because, you know, like, whatever player is good, they're like, oh, first round pick, this and that. But, like, yeah. how many, like, there's so many, like, second and on that are, like, well, all I, famous I gotta, studs. I, I got a position for you that's that's wild. Center, it doesn't matter where you take them. First, sec- first, second through seventh round and undrafted free agency, you get fantastic centers everywhere. You know, you look at all the best centers in the NFL. There is no rhyme or reason to where they're drafted. I mean, that that position, it doesn't matter. There's some great first rounders. There's some great undrafted centers. It, it's wild. And, and I, I don't know what the reason is for that. I think I think it's just one of those where um, I, I think athleticism is not as important for a center as some of the other offensive line positions. Obviously it matters, but you know, obviously not as big of a deal as it is for um, tackle, you know, and then, and then just having the guy with the right brain is so important for a center. And I think that that is a little bit harder to scout and find than, uh, than the athletic traits. Dude, I, I was saying this today to a guy at work, but like Watson, we we're talking about like a, a lot of these rookies I said, so, like, if, like, you're a cornerback, right? You're a corner, you're drafted by the Packers, and you and Jair Alexander become, like, yeah. best friends. You know, you're just you're just hanging out, you're going bowling, you're doing whatever players do with each other. They're, like, best friends. You're probably going to have a pretty good year. Like, uh, yeah. whether you're playing or not, you're going to learn a whole ton because that, that's your guy. So now if you come in, that, that, that same kid comes in, he's drafted, and maybe he ticks off Jair the first day, Jair doesn't like him now. Like he's gonna, he's his teammate. He's gonna do his thing, but they're not, they're not vibing. They're not friends. He's not gonna learn as much from him because he doesn't like him. He's so like I, I think it, it's almost luck. Like a wide receiver or a corner, whatever position you play, you get drafted to a, like the best situation. You don't have to be best friends with the top guy or whatever, but like just like uh, maybe an offense that's built for you if you're a receiver or like you do have a, a talented like if you're a you know, corner and you get drafted to a team at Charles Woodson at his prime, you're going to, you know, you're probably going to suck up some knowledge from that. Like, sure. I, I think it has to do with like situations like Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, how they run that offense. If you'd have went to the Niners and he would have played right away, maybe he doesn't have the same career. Like, I, I think it's a little bit of luck and a little bit yeah. of circumstance of like where you get picked, uh, oh, absolutely. your surroundings. Like, you know, I think uh, like Brett Favre, could have easily been nothing if not for Ron Wolf. Like you might not even know the name Brett Favre. Uh, I mean, and, you know, coach down in Atlanta did not like him very much. They yeah, were, so they who knows? He could have, he could have been backup, backup, backup out. Yeah. Like, uh, but he, he had a, obviously a huge chance in Green Bay and Don McCoskey. Like all, all those chips fell for him to be successful. And and Holmgren, I think him and Holmgren, like the I think the quarterback and the offensive corner head coach usually yeah. is just like so important. Like I think without Holmgren, I'm not sure Favre would have been what he is. Maybe without McCarthy, Rodgers wouldn't. I mean, or without yeah. Favre or wh- sure. without whatever that situation. Anyways, I don't know what I'm rambling about. But no, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're making a good point. Like the 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 quarterback and and head coach and, and the environment, it, it matters so much that you get all those pieces right. And I think it's interesting looking at, uh, you know, quarterbacks and coaches who move on and aren't with each other anymore. You know, I mean, you even look at like Carson Wentz. Uh, Frank Reich is with him there in Philadelphia. He's like a stud. Reich leaves and like Wentz really has never done anything since. And the weird thing is that, you know, so then he goes to Indianapolis. He's reunited with Reich. Has a better season than he's had a while with the Eagles. But 
still, you know, at the end of the year, it, it wasn't working. They had to move on from him. Um, you know, how, how much of that is, uh, you know, just just him not being a great quarterback? How much of that is, you know, just unable to recapture the magic that they had, uh, you know, those those first couple of years in Philly? Hard to say, but no question that getting the right comp, you know, and this is one of the things I feel so bad for Justin Fields. I was a huge Justin Fields fan in the draft. Broke my heart when he went to Chicago. Um, and one of the things that bummed me out about it was, okay, not only are you going to go play for, for the Bears, so now you're dead to me, but also <laughs> your career is probably dead too. Chicago yeah. can't, they can't have good quarterbacks. And this is some, something that um, uh, people argue with me sometimes that, you know, okay, if the Bears had drafted Mahomes, like, you know, they would have won a Super Bowl by now. And I'm going, I don't know. I kind of think that Mahomes would be a bust if he had gone to Chicago. That's my two cents. I'd, I think that Mahomes was in just the perfect environment with Andy Reid, you know, in Kansas City, running a an offense that works really well with him, got coaches and, and teammates that work really well with him. It's just the perfect environment for him. Is he a great quarterback? Heck yeah, obviously. I don't think that he would have been able to do that in Chicago. I, I I've said this many times, like, dude, if, if if you're a quarterback, and I don't say that just like Bears still suck and all this stuff, but I chant every day. Oh, Chicago's like, where quarterbacks go to die. They go to die though. Nobody, yeah. Trubisky, who knows what he could be if if he gets right. opportunities somewhere else. Uh, he, he he's a I think he's still a backup in Buffalo. No, he moved, didn't he? He Steelers. He's he's with the Steelers right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, Steelers. Yeah, got got to see whether him or or he or, or Kenny Pickett starts uh, week one. But yeah, like, but you don't know, like, because I, I do, I, I think that whatever, maybe they, they ticked off the quarterback football gods at some point, <laughs> but like, they've never had a, a, a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards, the only team in the NFL, I believe. And it's just so wild. 4,000 yards is not that impressive anymore. No. Someone, no. you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, or, you know, he's retired now, but like one of the top quarterbacks was a 4,000 yards. No one's been like, oh, MVP. You know what I mean? Like it's uh. It, it's good. That's what good quarterbacks are supposed to throw for four, but like it's not what it used to be. And the, the bears never had one. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think anyone getting drafted by the bears is happy about it. I don't think Justin no. Fields is that, but he's like, well, let's go out and do this thing. I mean, I'm going to try, but like, it, it's almost like, it's like not even like, I don't know they they, they never have an offensive minded coach or what it is, but like they have some kind of cloud above them. Like you linebackers all day. If you're a linebacker, you get drafted by the bears. You're having a good time. Like, all right. They got yeah. a long history of linebackers. Right. Linebackers just seem to come to Chicago, but quarterbacks they 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 couldn't kidnap one. Well, you know, Jay, a, <laughs> Jay Cutler and, and Sid Luckman. Jay Cutler hit forty five hundred yards one year. That was two thousand eight with Denver. Best year he ever had with Chicago. He had thirty eight hundred. He couldn't crack four thousand <laughs> like you were saying. Uh, Sid Luckman. I mean, he never even hit three thousand. Looks like looked like. Most he ever had was just under 2,200 yards. 28 touchdowns was the best that Sid Luckman never had. And then um, Cuddy only hit 28. I don't think the Bears have ever had a 30 uh, a quarterback with 30 touchdowns. I think uh, I want to say Trubisky hit 29 um, one year. Up top of my head, I think that's correct. That's wild because I, I remember when Jay Cutler went to the Bears, I was mad. People forget like he was oh, yeah. good in Denver. Like He was, I think, an MVP uh, candidate. Uh, I don't know if it was he before or whatever it was. But uh, he, he was talking about it for MVP in Denver. When he went to the Bears, I was like, oh, man, they got themselves a quarterback. Like that first, like, my first reaction, like, 
you know, a couple of years later, I was celebrating they got a seven year contract going for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, you go over to Green Bay and you look and, um, you know, not only you got um, Favre and Starr and Rogers, who are great. Lynn Dickey had 32 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards in uh, <laughs> 1983. Lynn Dickey, you know, clearly our, our fourth best quarterback in history way better than anybody that uh, the Bears have ever had. Uh, the best quarterback the Bears have ever had, I think, really is Andy Dalton. And, of course, all his best years were not for the Bears. They were for Cincinnati. Yeah, but you, like, you look at his stats, far and away the best quarterback that has ever been under contract with them. Okay, so le- let's move along to the Packers need a wide receiver. <laughs> did, did did they get one in the draft? They drafted, you know, a lot of people are talking about, obviously, about Watson. We got yep. that other kid in, uh, was it the fourth Dobbs. round? Dobbs, yeah. yep. And so then Samori Toure in the seventh round. Yeah, I, I like these kids. Um, so uh, I was a little bit worried that uh, people were going to hold it against me, what I had said about Watson before we drafted him. Because, I, you know, Watson was a popular mock to the Packers. And I just kept saying, you know, that I had some concerns about him. And then before the draft, I said, look, you know, like right before the draft, I said, look, I just have a feeling that Watson is going to be a Packer. He just seems like he checks a lot of Goody's boxes. It, it just makes sense. So with that being said, I think that my concerns about Watson, this is all what I said before the draft, my concerns about Watson, you know, uh, the, the competition he played wasn't great. I He didn't blow me away with how he played against that competition. And, um, and I think that there's a lot of rawness to him, but if the Packers take him, that means that they don't share those same concerns that I do. And that's going to make me really excited because that'll mean that they, that they just believe that ridiculously high upside that he has, that we all know that he had that ceiling. So, uh, you know, as soon as they took him, I said, all right, that's it. I'm going to be the biggest Christian Watson fan out there. Um, I, I, I had my misgivings, but that's all, that's all behind because Goody doesn't agree or he thinks, you know, he has enough confidence in our coaching staff to get him where he needs to be. And, uh, you know, as far as in 2022, I think they're going to be fine. I think they have enough talent in the room. They're going to spread the ball around. I think it's going to be, I think there, there is a, a good chance for the offense to be a lot better in 2022 than it was in 2021. I didn't think the offense was particularly good last year. Um, and, and I think that spreading the ball around, getting into the running backs more, um, hopefully we can uh, either either make an addition at tight end or get Tunyon back. Uh, I think tight end is a little bit thin right now, maybe a little bit thinner than wide receiver for me. Um, but, you know, I, I like Sammy Watkins. I, I like what I think Cobb and Lazard are going to bring. I'm still really excited for Amari Rogers. Um, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not at all disappointed by what happened last year with him. I mean, uh, you know, not concerned. I should say I'm not concerned yeah. at all by by what he did. Uh, I think that I think that uh, he has he has a lot to to offer, and the rookies I think have are going to have a role. Yeah, dude. I the whole Amari Rogers thing irritates me because obviously he had a rough rookie season. I'm sure he didn't go and like celebrate after the year and be like, yo, look what I just did. Like <laughs> right, he had a right. but it, it's a rookie season. Like people don't realize, like when you first start a job, like sometimes you suck. 
Like right away. Like I remember like the job I have now, I'm about to be there 20 years in uh, like a week or two. And like when I first started, like I used to drive home and like just want to drive into a pole. Like I was like, I hate this job. <laughs> I sucked at it. I was horrible. And Maybe I should go be a podcaster. Yeah. Eventually I figured it out, whatever. And I, now I only suck a little bit. No, but like, <laughs> so like a lot of these rookies, not everyone comes off Justin Jefferson. Not saying Amari Rogers is going to be Justin Jefferson. They're not even no. the same style, whatever. But uh, but like not everyone pops off right away, but he can still be a contributor. Learn from last year. You have one of the best quarterbacks that ever lived as your quarterback. Like that's what I say about Watson. Like, like all, all these guys, Rogers is going to elevate everyone. Everyone is going to, you know, do their work because like you have like, like it, it, it's the same thing. Like, like a kick returner, like uh, all, all the great kick returners, you know, all of them are great. Like to have a great blocking, like, all right, I'm going to have great blockers. Yeah, so I'm going to do everything true. I can. And, and the same thing with the blocking. We have a great, we have one of the best punt returns of all time. So let's really, really try hard to punt, you know, to block and we can get it. Same thing like with wide receiver. Like when you have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, mm-hmm. whatever legend quarterback, you're like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm ready Play to go. Harder. And I got all this sure. because I, I could, you know, I, I, I could pop off because, you know, I have this great quarterback. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to lift all these wide receivers up and, uh, even not not even just playing on the field, but like working hard. The thing with Amari too is that he was a total afterthought for the coaches. He he just he did not have a role on the offense for a couple of reasons. One, they just didn't need him. They, the the coaches were not willing to throw him out there, throw him to the wolves unprepared. They're like, look, we got guys, we got Devontae, we got MVS. Why do we need to put a a um, third round rookie? out there who doesn't know what he's doing yet. And you look, you look at, you know, when he was on the field and people are kind of upset about that. He had eight freaking targets in 2021. And I think six of those came from Jordan love. Okay. He got zero attention from Aaron Rodgers. The other thing, uh, Goody drafted him to come in and be that slot receiver, be the motion guy, you know, do do all the, uh, the Tyler Irvin stuff in the offense. And then, and and that was Goody's plan. And then Rogers says, Hey, you need to bring Randall uh, Cobb, bring my buddy Randall Cobb here. Cause I think I'm going to go win a super bowl and I want Cobb to be here. And we all know Goody didn't want to do that. And, and he was, you know, I mean, it, it was, uh, public and uncomfortable, you know, when they were kind of clashing heads a bit like there, you know, and, and you know, I think we all felt a little bit bad for Randall when he's like doing his introductory press conference. And he's like, I'm so happy to be here. And all the press, you know, they're all like, so, like, how does it feel to be caught in the middle of this, like, Rodgers versus Gutekunst? Yeah. Like, that, that the GM doesn't want you here. And Randall's like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, And th- but then Amari, like, okay, he was drafted for a purpose. And then Randall Cobb, who, you know, yeah, maybe he doesn't have a ton left in the tank at this point, but he's still, you know, a Packers great. Comes back, and they hand your job away to him. Yeah, so and, and, and he's like your mentor. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You know, Randall Cobb like knew uh, Mari since he was like eight or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, helped. Him. I, I think that did. It was his dad. Yep. I think it, I think it helped him last year. Uh, I think it'll help him this year. Uh, but like, yeah, Amari need, he needs more looks. He needs more opportunity. What everyone like I've been saying is every wide receiver, like whether they want it or not, which I assume yeah. they do, they're gonna get more opportunities. Like. Devontae Adams like took ninety percent of the whatever the, the number is. There's a real number. I shouldn't say a number because talking to a stat guy. 
but like he took a lot of the opportunities. <laughs> which why why wouldn't he's the best you know right. for sure in the world no, right now, or at least whatever. Yeah, so like he, he's gonna get a lot of, a lot of the opportunities. So now this year, like who knows who 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 can step up, who can pop off? Like I don't know. Well, it's the thing without Devonte there, you know, um, everybody's gonna get yards. Okay, if if Aaron Rodgers is gonna throw for four thousand yards, where's it all gonna go? It's not all gonna go to Aaron Jones. It's not all going to go to Alan Lazard. It's going to get distributed around. These guys are going to get yards. I think that it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who um, ends up leading the team in yards and touchdowns. Uh, my suspicion is that that's probably going to be Aaron Jones, but it's interesting to see. I'm, yeah, I'm curious I, to see what rounds it, what role Sam Watkins is going to play. But no, but like, uh, I think that's the guy that a lot of people forget about. Aaron Jones can yeah. catch, Like he can oh, be yeah. moved around. Okay, yeah. Like, I love me. I remember I, I made an Instagram video a few like Aaron Jones, maybe his rookie year, maybe his second year, whatever. Probably uh-huh. his second year. Like I think it might have been after McCarthy left. Because <laughs> he didn't <laughs> like for some reason he didn't like Aaron Jones. Or no, he didn't Jones like giving the him ball. Yeah, right, but right. uh I remember he he caught this pass in, in the end zone and I, I recorded my TV. I was like, he can catch, he can catch Aaron Jones, this and that. And Aaron Jones comments and I was like, damn right I can. <laughs> so so you were you were in the the free aaron jones truther club oh, right yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. aaron jones like i don't know what he did what like what a he, stud he cut off mccarthy on the way in the parking lot one day or something i, no, I, I don't know if he actually disliked it but <laughs> he didn't put him in as nearly as much as he should have no like, no it was just it, it was wild but but that you know what what got me excited about Aaron Jones and I'm forget I forget whether it was I think it, the 2018 was the year where his yards per carry was like five and a half yards yeah and and that to me I was like I don't know man that that translates like giving the ball some more and see if that number goes down because five and a half is like that's difference maker that's special you don't get five and a half yards per carry you know, uh, across a, a body of work accidentally, you know, just, just because yeah. of, of a couple good runs here or there. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. So, so let's move on to the defense. All well, right. Well, one, one thing, one more thing oh, no. with, the, with the, with the receivers. So, so uh, Romeo Dobbs is um, our, our fourth rounder. He, he, he is a guy that I'm really curious about for this year, because to me, he he knows more and is more polished and developed than Christian Watson. And so although I think Watson would probably be the safer bet to bet on to be a, you know, a, a really big threat, you know, down the road, Dobbs to me, I think maybe comes in and makes more of an instant impact in year one than Watson, which will be it'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see people who are not expecting that to go, oh, wow, man, I guess we really got a, a steal in Dobbs, and I guess this Watson kid is a bust. Like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's about, like, you know, where you are right now versus where your ceiling is. I think Dobbs is a lot closer to, you know, being a, a polished product than Watson is. I think Watson, although he certainly could have a good year, I think maybe he's starting a little bit behind where Dobbs is just in terms of what kind of impact can you make as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know a ton about either of them, so I'll just let everyone just go off what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I've heard a few people say that about Dobbs, uh, that he, you know, his ceiling could be be wild. Like, I, I don't think any, like fourth round. Like, I, I feel like nobody knows. Like, oh, yeah, you could have no. like a, 
you could have one of the best receivers in the league in five years, or you know, maybe like you remember when. <laughs> after, after the after the second round, it's all kind of a crapshoot, anyways. You know, yeah. by the time you no, get to the sixth, I, I seventh round, it's it's preferred preferred undrafted free agency is really what it is at that point. That's the thing. The Packers could draft a, a wide receiver in the first round and a wide receiver in the fourth round, right? Yeah. That first round player could you know not work out and he's out of out of the Packers in three years. That fourth rounder ends up being you know the fifth top receiver in Packer look history at, and they'll be like well look look, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers never had a first round quarterback or wide receiver <laughs> right. look, well, look at look at Aaron Jones you know uh, Jamal Williams was drafted before Aaron Jones was Jones was I think was he a fifth rounder I think he was a fifth yeah, rounder he I was think, a fifth rounder you know and and uh you know ended up you know getting this massive contract he's here for forever he's a huge just core foundational Man, he's just so good cornerstone of our offense yeah and, and you got he's him in the fifth round dude. what a freaking yeah. steal yeah, he he's he's so so good, and he's such a good person. Like he's just—I never met him, but like every video, everything you see, like Aaron Jones is like a saint. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, love him to death. I'll, the the day he moves on is going to be sad for me. And with looking at a, a twenty million dollar cap hit for him next year, I I will tell you, I'm just I'm just going to really savor twenty twenty two because yeah, I don't know how sorry. long he's going to be here. Is this his last year with us? I don't know. Maybe they figure something out with his contract, but I'm really going to savor it because you never know when it's going to be the last year with him. Yeah, I think I think with a lot of these guys, you got to do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A little depressing true. thought before even like <laughs> mini camps get going. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so what, what about this Green Packers defense? I've been yelling about. I think Rashawn yeah. Gary is a beast. I got yelled at because I oh, called yeah. him elite. Uh, I, oh, I think he is. He's absolutely elite. Yeah, yeah. Elite. I, I I think he's elite. Like I'm not. Like I think people get confused when I say he's elite. Like I'm not saying he's the very best pass rusher of all time, or even right. is he a is he a Hall of Famer? No, he might become one. Is he a Hall of Famer right now? No, but is he one of the best in football right now? Yes, and I, I think he's only going to get better. Like I, yeah. I I've talked to this dude. Like we, we did that that Quick Trip video shoot, right? We did a yeah. video thing for Quick yeah. Trip, me and Rashawn Gary, and like he was like talking about like just he casually eat. flexing on me that that your buddies with Rashawn Gary. I see how I, it is. We're not buddies, but I was with him <laughs> one day. But like he had to eat pizza for that video, and he's like, "We need to get this because I can't eat." Like he was, you know, I mean, like I think I'm sure a lot of players are like that, but like yeah. he cared. Like he was like, and then he was like, I, "I need to get this done. I need to go practice." Like just like talking to him for like the few hours that I was with him, and the, the few chats we had. Like he's so hardworking. He cares so much about what he's doing with football, and then you so just watch for. him on the field, and yeah. like how much energy, like how much, like he doesn't take plays off, like. That I've ever seen. Like he's he's no. reaching over guys, grabbing a quarterback. Like I, I just love this dude. I love his energy. I think he's a really good dude. Like the talk that I had with him, he just yeah. seems like a real genuine, like down to earth, just good dude. Just wants to do the best he can. He doesn't. I I, I asked him on a podcast. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but he's so he's oh, working. I hope so. Yeah, he's working. I love his hype. <laughs> his hype videos. His his workout videos he puts out there. I'm like this dude wants it so bad and he was like that at michigan um i i i hate the university of michigan like if, if i could launch a football <laughs> program into the sun i it, it would be michigan without without a doubt but um yeah but i and admired I, the heck out of him when he i admired the heck out of him when he was at michigan a fantastic leader insanely hard worker you know and, and just the way that he sculpts his body and never takes a day off I'm yeah, abs absolutely in awe. I'm a huge fan. Huge I don't Sean take Gary fan. Days off either. <laughs> 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 I, 
that, that, that looks like uh, Rashawn Gary's pinky finger right there. Yeah, it does. So how, how good is this Packers defense going to be this year as a whole? Yeah. I had a lot yeah. of on my podcast, but quick shout out to me. I had uh, Adrian Dean Amos. Lowry. Yeah. Dean, uh, Dean Lowry. Uh, Kenny, yep. uh, Kenny Clark. Preston yeah. Smith. Like, dude, I, 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 I had some guys. And Kenny did, Clark yeah. talking a little trash about Preston, saying that uh, <laughs> he won't race him. So I'm gonna find out. Like, yeah, I remember that. I'm gonna I remember that. I want to make high. a video. I want to be there and time him and have Preston Smith race uh, Kenny Clark. No, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love his defense. I, I, like, I want to hear a him. Fan, I always like like good people. Like, like people yeah. ask me like, because I, I talk to a lot of Packer players, which a lot of people do. I've never met one except for one former former player who I'm not a big huge fan i'm not gonna say his name but like all the players that i've talked to have like treated me like like as an equal they're they were cool to me like they never like you know what i mean they're not hollywood they're just regular yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just regular people people don't yeah. realize like they just have really cool jobs and they work hard to get them like, they didn't win nothing they earned yeah. it you know like going going after it and, like since like they're seven years old you know working like a boss and uh <laughs> They're just like they're just regular people though. They're just right. they're just no. good at something really cool that makes that pays a lot of money. Yeah, I had I got hard not not hard feelings, but uh, hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings for for two guys on the team, current players who used to follow me on Twitter and unfollowed me. Broke my heart. Um, but uh, but no, they're all they're all good dudes uh, for sure. Um, uh, one yeah, like you said, uh, for me also there was just one guy ever that I I really just kind of couldn't you know, handle just from, from a, you know, quality of character person and he's not yeah. on the team anymore. So, uh, they, no question that they definitely value high character a lot and it shows, you know, in the, just the quality of good dudes they have on the roster. And as for how good of a defense it's going to be, I'll just say this with the quality of talent that they have on the roster on paper, this unit has no business not being a top three defense in the NFL. I think there on paper, go. I think on paper, it's it's the best unit. You know, you look across, uh, you know, defensive tackle, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safety, cornerback. I think individually, every one of those, you would say, like, let's forget the rest of the defense and just focus on this one position group. Who has a better position group in the NFL? Hard to find at any position. I mean, maybe you'd say safety isn't as deep as you'd like. Same with uh, outside backer. I think there's a, maybe a couple teams in the league who probably have a better overall pass rushing unit than the Packers, but they got good guys there. And I think looking across the rest of the roster, just that your your top five or better on you know all five of those groups. I, I don't think any other defense in the league compares. So they they have no business not being a top three defense comes down to how they work together. Um, you know, uh, anything can go wrong. Uh, we saw that with the special teams last year. We've seen it with defense in numerous years. I think 2020 was a good example of that, where they had all the talent in the world and just couldn't do anything with it. But I'm, I'm really excited. And I think uh, like across the board, you look at the depth. I think you can sustain some unfortunate injuries and still be okay at basically every position. Inside backer, outside backer, safety. I think those are the three where you hope your injury doesn't come because it's a little bit thinner than defensive tackle and cornerback. But I think they'll be okay even with missing a couple guys. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this defense. I'm going to talk a lot of trash about everyone not respecting this defense 
until oh, yeah. the season starts because that's all oh, I yeah. got. You know what I mean? I think uh, <laughs> Jair's going to be back. Uh, I think Eric Stokes another year. Like a, a, another year, I always say with players, even if they're not good, like Eric Stokes is obviously, but like even mm-hmm. guys that ain't good, they're like, oh, he had a bad year last year, but he's another year older. He's a, and I always try to have that optimism. Right. But, but no, but I, I think an, another year older is huge. Another year, especially like rookies, now they get a full off season. Now they get like they've been a professional for a full year. They're studying like professional. They're not a college kid anymore. Uh, they're working with professionals. They're going to, you know, like a lot of these guys work out on their Instagram stories, but like they're yep. different, you know, the best at their position. So I, I think another year is a, it, it is a huge deal. And uh, I think I think this defense, I'm I'm excited about this defense. You know, I I want Me this too. package team. Like people can talk about the offense all they want, talk about receivers until they get out there and play. People see they're going to talk. They're going to talk this about the receivers, but like this defense, you know, I mean, the defense did a job in, in that Niners game in the playoffs. The offense, yeah. oh, for they, sure. I think fell short. You know, you can't expect to, I wouldn't say expect, but like you, it's harder to win games when you're scoring fewer money. I mean, when they, they would have, they didn't not, allow an offensive field. touchdown. They didn't yeah. allow an offensive touchdown the whole game, you know? Yeah. It, like, that, that's pretty good. That, dude, that Niners game, I was at the game. I didn't expect that there was any situation where the Packers would lose. I was part of it. Yeah. I was in like, was like the, the first row or second row, whatever. I was right over there in the end zone where that block punt was. And like, even after that, like I was like drinking, I was partying, I was hanging out. Like we were high five and we were doing all types of stuff. And then when you they lost the game, thrown I a beer there, bottle like, and tried to try to knock the ball out of the air. Yeah. Like I should have done something. <laughs> I was just uh, like, I, I was shocked. I was like, how did this? I, I was not prepared. And then there was a Niners fan getting roasted. I actually, pre- I saved him. I said, man, leave he, this man alone. It was mostly his own friends who were trashing him, but still. But uh. then, then he had the last laugh. That sucks. I, I'll tell you, for, for this uh, defense, uh, here's here's two uh, sleepers to keep an eye on. All right, for outside backer, I think Randy Ramsey's the real deal. I've been I've been high on him for a couple of years, and uh, unfortunately, last year he got hurt in training camp, didn't get to play a snap. Um, but the the team still really likes him. I think that he. He's going to surprise some people this year if he can stay healthy. The other guy is a new addition, Keyshawn Nixon, cornerback that we brought in from the Raiders, uh, worked with um, Rich Bisaccia previously out there on special teams. Um, one of the things I noticed about him, uh, just you know, looking at, at uh, breakdowns of like where he's played before, as a slot, he's like elite. When they put him on the outside, the dude cannot or historically has not done anything. He's no good on, you know, as an outside of his boundary corner, put him in the slot elite. I think that's a guy who might have a role on defense, you know, maybe as your, your backup slot corner, uh, maybe, maybe he's your new Shannon Sullivan, who knows? Uh, but I, I think Keyshawn has a little special to him. So that, that, that excites me a lot. Those two guys. What about one of the, the last question? Here we go. Uh, special teams can yeah, Packer probably. fans, you know, yeah. special teams hurt some people, you know, uh-huh. some people are, are still down. They're, they're still out there. They're still, yeah. they're still crying. They're in my comments. Can this special teams recover? I, obviously they, they got new def- defensive, uh, special teams mm-hmm. coordinator. Uh, they're obviously working on, I'm probably some drafting guys. They're probably working yeah. on some stuff that <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but like, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they're doing something. Are they going to be okay? So I had the pleasure of talking to Chris Jackie about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, and one of the, I, I asked him, I said, what is going to push the needle the furthest for special teams this year? Is it going to be better coaching? 
or better players. And he said it's it's neither. It really is about the players taking ownership of special teams. Um, it's, it's about the leadership. He said one of the problems that he was seeing is that, you know, uh, this is partly due to all the injuries that you had across offense and defense, but you didn't have, um, you know, any any of the older players out there uh, playing special yeah. teams. It's all just, you know, the the young guys, the castaways and 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 uh, nobody was really taking ownership is, is what he noticed. And it, it makes sense to me because when I look when I think back on um, uh, units and teams over the past years who have made a huge leap from one year to the next, a lot of the time it is not because they got a new coach or because they um, you know, acquired some new big name player. It's just existing guys that you already have playing better, working better together. And I think coaching definitely factors into that in a way, but also, you know, you look at, you look at the, um, on the field impact of, uh, you know, a, a, a just one or two leaders who really can rally everybody together and make them take ownership, make, get them excited about what they're doing. Yeah. Look, you're making a difference. I think that's going to be the, the, the biggest key here. And so, you know, uh, maybe getting some of the, some of our um, new drafted rookies out there who are uh, excited and have a lot of positive energy. I don't know how much Christian Watson is going to play on special teams, if any, but uh, that dude, I think he's got some real leadership potential. So, you know, if you have him out there, it might not be the worst thing in the world for getting more out of the other guys. So um, that, that I think is going to be key. And with Rich Bisaccia, you know, looking back over what he's done uh, for special teams units over the years, I mean, he's been doing this since like the eighties uh, yeah. crazy how long he's been coaching, but um, you know, he, and his units are not always the best, but you do notice that whenever he gets to a place it, it gets better than it was. And so I think that that's kind of an indicator of you need good players, but he can take the guys you have and make them in, you know, help them become a better version of themselves. So, uh, you know, you bring him in somewhere that doesn't have good players. It's not going to be a good special teams unit, but it's gonna be better than it was the year before. Yeah. I think it's about culture too. Like it's about huge. Like, like if you yeah. suck at special teams, like here we go again. You know what I mean? Like, and you can like see, my life, you know what I mean? When some bad happens, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see that. Yeah. What you're saying that that's exactly what those guys were out there last year. You know, uh, they, they make a mistake and they're just kind of hanging their heads like, yeah, this is who we are. It, you know, it is what it is. We stink. I'm not even sure why we're here. The the culture wasn't great. And, I, you know, I, I didn't think that the coaching uh, for special teams was was that good. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, I don't think that the guys seemed like they were really prepared. But, yeah. you know, you get Bisacci in there. We saw what he did last year um, after uh, John Gruden got fired and he's taking over for the Raiders yeah. and, and getting him to the playoffs and how much the guys believed in him. You know, that that goes a long way. Uh, you know, I think you, you get these um, these players to really buy into what you're doing. And, you know, if they if they're working together and playing for each other, I think that's when you're going to really see the needle move. Yeah. I, I have high hopes. I'm going to let you go. All right. We got JJ Leahy from PackersTalk.com yes, and uh, Packernet Podcast uh, Network. Podcast Network. Yes, sir. Oh, I have to pee so bad right now. It's <laughs> not a game. But I, I truly appreciate you coming on. I, I'd, I'd like to have you on again 
Uh, Heck you know yeah, I mean? love to. Steal you away from the Packernet Podcast Network. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was great <laughs> Dude, to meet you, though. Thank you. It was a blast. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, go pack, go people. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Find me on Facebook, YouTube, all the plays. A big shot to Quick Trip and the Packernet Packers Podcast Network and Packerstock.com. <laughs> go pack, go. You know it. Thank you.